Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where my mustache curls around and around and around. I'm Patrick Mathers, the pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Brian Gumpy, elder Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. <laughs> my mustache. It's adorable. Keeps me from being able to stand next to children. <laughs> Why don't you grow it? Why don't you leave it like that? I it was it's like it's, I will. It only stays dirty for a minute, dude. <laughs> so you gotta persevere. Do you remember that Ron Swanson? I, it was at least Ron Swanson. I feel like there were a handful of other like actors who did it. But you know how there's that whole like it gets better movement thing. They did a Movember one where it's yeah. <laughs> it gets fuller. <laughs> I will send it to you. It's excellent. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Mine does not typically get fuller. You haven't even tried. Like, I've known you for so long, and you have never endured. You have never persevered with a mustache or a beard or anything. Maybe I'll do Movember. Why don't you do Motoctober and Mo-November? Motoctober. (laughs) It's where you swim across a moat. (laughs) Motok. <laughs> Motok. You, you got a Motok. It's Moat October is what I heard. Oh. Motoktober. <laughs> okay. I thought Motok. And I don't know how you talk like Mo. You oh I just figured you talk Mo. <laughs> you just Mo talk than you Mo. usually do. <laughs> I was thinking of the three stooges. I was trying <laughs> Wise to think guy. of hey, that's curly. How does Motok? Why I oughta? Yeah. That he says that a lot, I think. <laughs> Hey, none of those dudes had good facial hair. Hey, so the, it reminded me because I'm drinking out of this glass that has the curly mustache. My mustache is not curly, by the way, and it never will be. Mine just doesn't work like that. But hey, you know what my new favorite genre of music is? The chap hop. <laughs> chap hop. I Go. thought I thought I would like it. You Mr. described B, it to me, and Mr. I thought B, that would be the funny. gentleman rhymer. Go go look it up, listener. Go go listen up to it. It's it, it made me viscerally angry. It did. I don't know why it made you sad. I don't That's either. why you're snarky and that's why you're all chippy tonight, huh? Because <laughs> you don't like the you don't like chap hop. I hope people <laughs> listening to this like just want to know what a chippy version of me looks like. Well, I know what it, well they'll never know what it looks like <laughs> unless they come around. <laughs> yeah. But you, you can hear it in your voice. I can hear it. Listener, can you hear it? Can you hear it, listener? How come you didn't like it so much? And you thought it was crazy that it was in my like what daily explorer or whatever? Your daily mix Mi- number 5. Number 5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Spotify was like based on the things that Patrick Mathers mm-hmm. has been listening to. Yep. This mathematically, algorithmically speaking, is something that he has a high probability of enjoying. What the H have you been listening and to? German hip hop. That 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 Spotify is like, yes, this has Pat Mathers written all Dude, over it. it. You if you look at all six, I haven't looked the Explorer one. If you look at all six of them, they are all dramatically different. Oh, and yeah. I have no idea what algorithm does that. Is that everybody's? Is so that the way Spotify I've got, works? I've got like a hip hop, like a Christian hip hop one. I've got a mainstream hip hop one. I've got, or secular, I guess. I've got a, uh, like an alternative one. Mm -hmm. I have one that plays a lot of like show tunes and Disney music because I 
Zoe use it to listen to Moana and stuff? Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? Yes, because yeah. your daughter. Yeah. Yep, that's so, exactly what so I So I've got a say. handful of those, and obviously those are pretty vastly different except for the two hip-hop ones. But uh, I think there's like a worship one because I've been trying to do a lot of research for church music lately. I have like a, a punk one, and I have that weird one that has like weird... It's like weird stuff. Like I don't know yeah, the I correlation. Noticed. And I have an alternative one, and I have a classical music one, and then I have. That's cool. I don't know what else I have. I I was listening to it earlier. See, it sounded to and me. I was listening to Beck earlier today. You listen to Doctor Demento stuff? Ever? No. Well, yes, ever, yes. Yeah, I don't mean like today. Well, no, I thought you meant that. Maybe that's why Spotify did the. Oh, no, no, no. Crunch the numbers and gave me So you know how, like, you'll listen to, like, maybe four Dr. Domeno's, like, type songs. And, like, two of them, maybe three, you're like, okay, these are funny. And then one, you're like, dude, this is weird and bizarre, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yours sounded, your chap hop sounds like a Dr. Domeno reject. For sure. Well, no, it wouldn't be a reject. I think it'd actually be legit on there. But I, I would not be at all surprised if that's actually what it was. Like, somebody just being ridiculous. I can't imagine there's an actual album. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, explain to the poor people what chap hop is. Oh, chap hop is like a highfalutin. Well, we heard two British guys kind of going back and forth. They're chaps. They're chaps, and they're wearing tweed, and they're they're y- using like big, huge. L- they're like one goes to Oxford and one goes to Cambridge, and they're having a rap battle. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. what it is with old timey music, like. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. Looks like that kind of music in the rap. It's, it's weird. Yes, I liked it, and yes, then it I made you listen to it, and you're like, "That's a bunch of crap." I flushed that down the toilet. I wouldn't give you five dollars for anything that. I'd give you five dollars to go away with that. You said all those words, and then I was like, "Oh, dude, maybe this isn't as good." But so, I don't care. I'm gonna listen to it one more time, and then I made you listen to it more. So one of the best slams I've ever heard on music in my life. <laughs> my brother just has this knack for doing the most concise put down and people have told me I'm pretty good at that which I take as high high praise but anyway my brother's way better at it than I am he we were talking about 311 you ever listen to the band 311 you no, know who they are they're no. kind of reggae-ish are but they, anyway they're sublimey yeah, yeah. Mm, kind of no. they're a lot more mellow than sublime but sublime is better than you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> Cameron, he says, if 311 was playing in my backyard, I would close the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about your chaps. If they were playing in the backyard, you'd close the blinds? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd come over yeah. to see that, you closing the blinds and to see them, <laughs> just because I'm like, how often do you get to see that? I hope that you never have the opportunity. <laughs> I kind of want to try to make that happen. Your birthday's coming up. You're going to have... No, it's not. Well, it is. My half birthday was two days ago. I know. We're, we are two days closer <laughs> to my next birthday than we are to my last birthday. I know. That's why I said I... Yeah. I crunched the numbers, Brian. My algorithm told me your birthday's coming up. You're quite the mathlete. <laughs> anyway, I think we have a question. Uh, I think Joel is scrubbing like crazy. 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. I don't seconds. care. I know. I'm just over talking about chap hop. He's got a baby. He's got he's he's not scrubbing anything. He's listening through everything. 
He's probably scrubbing his house while his wife takes a nap. He better be. That's what I'm saying. He better be doing that. That's what I'm saying. All right, what's the question? How can I get back into church after I have been out of it for so long? Hmm. How, uh, how long is so long? Let's, what do you think about that? Impossible to know. I know it's impossible to know, but let's, let's, um, let's muse a little bit. So I... People typically, if they're gone for like three or four months, they're going to come back. So it's probably longer than that, wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. Probably talking a year or more, right? So when I was a kid, um, I would go to Sunday school. And the way I remember it, I think my grandma would take me with her a lot of the time to church. And so I'd go to Sunday school and then go to church with my grandma, stuff like that. Um, from the time I was in, I don't know, like preschool, kindergarten, something like that, all the way up until I was in like third grade. And then, so I made a handful of friends at church and they would hit me up for years whenever I would like run into them because uh, I went to school with some of them. And they'd be like, oh, how come you don't come to church? How come you don't come to church? Or I would go to a random, like like a Easter or like Christmas or something like that, and I would go to church. Um, and I would be like embarrassed to go this one time because I knew everyone's going to ask me, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? And even like I said, like as like a fourth, fifth, sixth grade kid, like I just like, oh, I don't want to go because they're going to hassle me about where I've been all this whole time. So if that's like the thing, like as a kid where – I know they're going to ask me and I know I don't want to hear it. I'm thinking that's probably worse as an adult. Mm. I ended up co- or getting back uh, to church when I was in like eighth, ninth grade. Um, Same church? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my grandma started taking me to youth group stuff because, like, again, my friends were going there. And so my, I think my grandma saw the opportunity, like, You're, I'm going to get this boy's butt back to church. And then my youth pastor was just like, you clearly love the Lord. Where are you on Sundays? I was like, oh, like, well, my parents don't go. I don't have a ride. And he's like, I bet your friend Nate over here, his parents go. I bet they'll take you. I'm like, fine, I'll find a ride. Like, he just called my bluff, basically. Like, my, like my dad wouldn't have taken me if I asked right, him to or right. something like that. Yeah. So, anyway. But, no, I, I, I in a weird way... I kind of relate to this question that it can be intimidating and scary not knowing what people are going to think when you do go back. So the longest period of time that I didn't go to a church, I think was when we lived in Wisconsin and we left that weird cult thing and we hopped around looking for a decent church. The first one we went to we walked in. It was the Baptist church there in town. And there's probably a hundred or so people there. And right in the dead middle of the service, right before the sermon, the pastor says, hey, look, we got some visitors. Why don't you all stand up and introduce yourself? And you know my wife. Yeah. We never went back. Yeah. I, I can't believe we actually sat through the service. Really? Then we went to a couple other churches, and we settled at a Lutheran church. And Andy kind of sort of went, and I went every Sunday. And then they asked me to stay and come on staff. (laughs) And we moved back to California. But then it was like we church hopped for probably a few months, but we never didn't go to church. Mm -hmm. Um. 
we were always in a church, so... Always on the hunt, at least. Yeah, yeah, even when we had our falling out here at the church here in Chico, and we left, we didn't... We, we started going to another church, if I remember right, within a month. And it might have even been less than that. We, we went right back. So for me, um, personally, I don't have much of a point of reference for this other than having had lots of times other people come to our church who hadn't been going for a long time places and they're real skittish and real, you know, sit in the back kind of folks and cut in after the first song started and cut out before we dismiss them kind of thing. Um, I think, and I know we're going to get, who I actually don't really know where this conversation is going to go. I hope that we get to stuff like that. But I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they do get back into church is showing up late and on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're doing it and leaving early. Like as soon as like you hear amen or you're dismissed or whatever else, like boom, you bolt. Uh, that's not with just church shoppers either. That's with people who regularly go to church. But I know that's just a that's a bonus. Yeah. That's extra credit. Totally. <laughs> totally. You just had mentioned something like that, so I just wanted to point out, like, that's one of the worst ways to get back into church when you so, get out of it. So, well, what, yeah, okay, so what, talk about that a second, and then I have a, let's just kind of go back and forth and throw a few things out. Well, I can imagine that this question is a, Why would you come in late, first be, of all? Because you don't want to be stuck with people that you don't know that well having to make conversation. Because that's awkward. Because that's awkward. Okay. It, it could be, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I assume, in, I assume you... that the or reason why we're even getting a question like this is because it, they're of the social aspect of it. I don't think well, it's because like, oh, I don't know how to read my Bible. Right. I don't know how to sing. It's how am I going to get plugged in with all of these people? Right. Do you, so how what, am I going to hang was, out with Christians again? What, so what I, I just want to see bounces off you is do you think then that there's a sense where they're bringing in their past experiences and assuming that that's the same thing's going to happen here or a similar thing? I got burned at the other church. Things were hard there. Something happened. I don't want to have to explain myself or I don't want to have to get that close right away. I think it's a fair assumption that something bad happened Mm -hmm. if they were going to church and then stopped. Mm Mm-hmm. It could Probably be, not just a move. I was going to say, it could be that you moved or something yeah. like that, but, uh, or we've talked about this before, like maybe you were like church shopping, like you were, and you just like got discouraged and didn't find anything where you live and whatever. Um, but yes, I think that's a fair assumption that you got burned somehow. I and would, you're taking baggage with you. I would, personally, just me, I would still go with the best of the stinkers. If yeah, I was, no, if I totally. was in a town where they're I just, would too. okay, all right. I'd have higher blood pressure, but I would do it. Um, I'd have I'd lower my expectations. Oh, gosh, that's like I give that advice so much at work. <laughs> oh gosh, that's my own medicine. That is bitter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> spoonful of sugar yeah. helps the medicine. Um, but I also think that by nature we assume the worst when we go into anything that we're not familiar oh, with. We do yeah, and so you just assume you're not going to fit in. You just assume that there's going to be a, like some weirdo there, 
with a tambourine who wants you to sit next to them Ooh. and is going to pick on you to do public reading and you are going to have to lead music or I do I don't know. But Stand up and introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. We used to do that at GRC. We will never do that. I remember you saying that after you went to GRC. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that we just kind of assume the worst. Mm. We, like, we just prepare ourselves to be absolutely mortified, embarrassed, um, whatever, that we're not going to fit in, we're not going to have anyone to talk to, on and on and on. So my, my first thought before we even started going back and forth here was what should the first thing a person do to get back into church? I would say don't go to the church that you left. <laughs> don't go back there. Probably not. Well, I, there could be lots of reasons. Time heals certain wounds, but time also... Um, What's the, what's the right word? It like dampens perspective. Mm-hmm. And so something bad might have actually happened. And then over time, you kind of go, eh, it wasn't so bad. And then you, you might try to go back there. I would suggest trying somewhere else. Going around and look for churches. And what you want to do is you want to have a list of certain things that you want, you expect to hear. One thing that you should expect to hear is the, the Bible preached. Number one, that's the thing. And I don't mean just a random talk where there's some Bible verses that are quoted and used. I mean, somebody is in the Bible and the whole sermon is about the Bible and it's walking through a text of scripture and giving you the teaching from that text. The second thing you want is you want there to be a reverence. And I don't mean it's super reverent and nobody talks and everybody's hushed in the silence, but you, you shouldn't be going to church and it's nothing but a party, you know, it's just a concert, a concert. Well, I was trying to not, yeah, you're right. A concert. Um, it's just happy clappy and every song is designed to emotionally move you in a certain way. And you don't even have to think about the words too much. Um, you, you should be mentally engaged with the kind of singing that you're doing, and there should be an element of reverence. We're coming before God and worshiping Him. We're not there for ourselves. Ourselves, we're there for secondarily. We're going to get benefits out of it, but first and foremost, we're there to worship God. And the third thing that you should you should really be looking for right away is that these people are a gracious people. And you can see that in several ways. You can see it in how they treat you, how they listen to you, how they interact with you, how they talk to your kids, how they talk to your spouse, just how they treat people. Do do you immediately get the impression that there's some kind of judgment happening? Or do you feel like, oh, these are people who understand Jesus and understand his character? Yeah, and I would warn, too, that you're probably going to be a little sensitive on your first visit. Um, That, uh, especially if you heard a good sermon and you think that you would align with this church in your beliefs and things like that, and, you know, there was some guy with a tambourine or there was some, like... might have a good tambourine. Or there was some judgy church lady or something like that. Like, I wouldn't write off a church because of one bad experience Mm -hmm. unless it was, like, across the board, obviously. But I do think that just because we left a little uncomfortable 
that we could make a judgment too quickly that, oh, this is a bad church when really you just had a bad experience with one person. Yeah, the hard thing with that is there are so many churches. And if you're trying to get back into a church, you don't want to spend five months, you know, two weeks or three weeks at a different church, and then you've only gone to four churches or five churches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, it's a hard thing. I, uh, maybe a good idea would be um, you, you, if you have a friend who goes to a specific church, go with them. Go with that criteria in mind, and if you don't, if it isn't met, you know, then go from there. But yeah, you're right. You don't want to necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater. Although I have been to some churches that are just absolutely terrible, and I would never go back. Oh, totally. In, but I on one experience, I don't think any of those are because of one person, unless maybe it was the pastor. No, well, <laughs> that might for be sure one, one person. Of, yeah, for sure one of them was um, the pastor, and what was everything? It was the entire experience. See, that's what I mean. Bad. But, um, but that's not going to be most of the case. No. You're right. You're right. Um, I think the most important thing when I hear this question, where my mind goes immediately, is what people are going to do is they're going to get online. They're going to do research. They're going to find a place like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, look at their children's program. Oh, look at this. What a beautiful building. And then Saturday night hits, you stay up too late, and then you just don't go. Well, you, that's fine, because we start at four in the afternoon. Absolutely. <laughs> start. Just go. You've got to go, yeah. Even if you wake up and you're like, oh, crap, it's Sunday. I was supposed to pick a church to go to. I haven't done any research yet. Dude, open up a phone book. Do you have a phone book? Or, go or just on get li- in your car go online. and drive around till you... There's lots of them. Going to a bad church, in my opinion, when you don't know where to go to church, is better than not doing anything at all that Sunday morning. You know why? You will be one step closer to finding that church just by process of elimination. Okay. Well, yes. And a, a couple other things. One is that you will be now committed to this. Mm-hmm. So it's you like you, you, you have to start, you know, the journey starts with one step, right? So you have to start and you go to a stinker. It's going to motivate you to find a good one. You're going to go out of there and go, that was awful. There's got to be better ones than this. And it's going to light something within you. It should. I think it would. It'll light something within you that you're like, there's got to be. There's something better out here. And hopefully it makes you a lot more thankful when you find the place that you do land on. Right, (laughs) right. Like I know that sounds like a joke, but it's not. The reality is when you have to shop around to find something where you, a place where you do feel welcomed, that people treat you with grace, where you actually walk away knowing and loving Jesus more than you did when you walked in. And you're thinking like, wow, this is a special thing because there are a lot more bad churches out there than good ones. Yeah. Sorry to discourage you if you're in the hunt for a church right now, but that's the, that is the hard truth. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are. And um, because there are, one of the things that I would recommend doing is that when you do start this search, go with the mindset that when I do find the right one, number one, it's not going to be perfect. And you know that, acknowledge that. As amazing as it looks, there's going to be problems that creep up. And so what that leads me to is go with the attitude that if I find this one, I am committed. I'm jumping in with both feet. 
I'm, I'm going to go through this. I know that there's sinners, that the church is made up of sinners, so there's going to be issues. But, man, this is the place where I can worship the Lord, and these are the people that I want to worship God with together. So go with that mindset. Even to the first time, you're thinking, is this a place where I can throw myself into? Yeah, because the reality is, as much as we love our church, not only are there things that we do, I'm sure that we shouldn't. I don't know what they are, or I just wouldn't do them. But not only are there things that we shouldn't do that we do, but there are things that we should do that we don't. And it seems like the best way for us to begin doing some of the things that we don't do are to have somebody who comes along who is gifted and called in that way and for them to serve. For them, it sounds like I just want you to come in, I'm going to put you to work. But frankly... I mean, we, we do, we serve in our local church. Um, and so the reality is, if you're at a church and you think that it may be lacking in something that you're gifted in, don't see that as a reason to not go to that church. See that as a reason to go to that church. Yeah, you, you have gifts. Unfortunately, the way the church typically functions is 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. You know, you're being generous. I know there's that's that 80 20 thing. You can apply that to just about anything I get. So maybe I am being a little generous, but um, you, you go to church to worship and part of worship is sacrificing yourself and giving your own life and living in a sacrificial way. And so one of the things that you want to be looking for in a church is a place where you can, um, where you can serve and you're gifted in ways that I'm not. And where you're look, people come to our church and they go, where's the children's ministry? And we go, it's the worship service with everybody else. Now that is partially because we just haven't had a place for that. And we haven't had anybody to lead that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it were really to come along and we were to have somebody to, to spearhead that and to do that, and it was the right time, and we prayed a lot through it, then, you know, we'd put something together. But um, like go in and look for those kind of things. I mean, I, I don't presume to know what it is in most people's lives and minds, so I ask people, you know, what are you called to do? What do you want to do here? And sometimes I don't get an answer that I expect, and sometimes I get an answer that I completely expect, and sometimes it's the stare of, <laughs> You're not asking me to do something, are you? <laughs> I do you think that a lot of people, especially when they're on the hunt, are in a consumer mode? The, you know, they want to. They want something big and flashy. I think that's why a polished product. Yeah, I think that's why bigger churches attract better than a small church like us. One because of the anonymity, but two because it's like slick right? And all the pieces are moving and you walk in there and it looks like, oh, this is all together. And a lot of times, you know, I've been in big, massive churches before. Behind the scenes, it's a wreck. Right. It's, it's rough, you know? Uh, and, and a lot of times that's what it is. You walk in and, you know, that turds polished really well. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to go into a place that looks, you know, like a fixer upper a little bit and like, oh, there's some good bones here in this thing. Mm-hmm. This, there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot here and a lot to offer. Yeah. Well, we have anything else to add? Hmm. I think... I would... Oh, go ahead. There are three resources that I would love to plug right now. 
One is our church website, <laughs> sovereignjoycf.org. That's a good one. Um, also, uh, we are a fan of, what is it, ninemarks.org? Nine Marks. Um, you can go there and find churches. So the problem with these websites is they're going to find us <laughs> and almost nobody else in Chico. But if you're anywhere else... Well, I'm else, assuming that not all of our listeners live in Chico. You're right. You're right. You, go, you can go to... Shout the, out to Jason. Yeah. Out in Georgia, for sure. For um, sure he's not casually dropping in no, this weekend. No. Well, maybe. Who knows? Not casually. No. Uh, founders. You can go on there and find a church website, founders.org. Uh, Nine Marks. Uh, even the Gospel Coalition, um, you can go on there and find a network of churches. Uh, wh- what I would do is, is if I were going to a particular town, I would, or I live in a particular town, I would Google something along the lines of, you know, a Reformed Baptist church or, a, you know, something that I know and I'm familiar with in terms of a theology and look and see what came up. And then I would go and that's where I would start. So, hey, listener, if you don't even know what those words mean, Reformed Baptist, look that up and and start there. And if that isn't for you, awesome. Then and if you, yeah, if you don't know that, nine marks, there are going to be some that aren't Reformed Baptist churches yeah, on there, and yeah. they're going to at least be like a good start. Yeah. Um, and another thing, if you feel like doing some reading, um, the book Uncomfortable Church by Brett McCracken was solid. Um, he gave a talk that was basically like, you know, the thesis of that book when we were at Canvas last year. And it was excellent, excellent, excellent. A lot of the points we kind of hit on this episode, but is definitely, definitely worth a read when it comes to the attitude that you should bring, not only when you're looking at a church, but when you're staying at a church. Yeah, question of the day. Okay, question of the day. What is your favorite kind of festival to go to? Festival. So the reason I thought of this is because Johnny Appleseed Days is coming up in paradise and they do a whole big thing for the kids and they got the old timer dressed up like Johnny Appleseed and he cruises around and hands apples out to the kids and there's like, you know, face painting and dunk booths and all that kind of stuff. So there's chocolate festivals, there's wine festivals, there's music festivals. What's your favorite kind of festival to go to? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. I think it's the only festival I do go to. You know what I would go to if there was one around here? Is a Renaissance festival. <laughs> That'd be fun. In Woodland, we had the Scottish Games. Oh, you did. That's I right. I never went. Never once? Never once. You yeah. would now, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Every time we drive by, like on Scottish Games weekend, my dad would start singing Dude Looks Like a Lady <laughs> Aerosmith because they're all wearing kilts. Oh, not because he had a song stuck in his head and he was trying to get it to stop. No, we didn't know about that back then. So I knew about that this morning, and I had Beck's Loser in my head. Did it work? It did not. What? I even put it on. Like, dude looks like a lady, and I listened through that. And you still had Loser. And I still had Loser. So I just played Loser like six times. You're the first person I've ever talked to that tried. You know what? But maybe it was because it was like, like consciously, like I'm trying to get it out of my head. It's like when you have a hiccup, Mm -hmm. and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, put your money in your other pocket," and then you do that, and you're like. And then, like three minutes later, you're like, "Oh wait, my hiccups are gone." Because you put thought your about money s- in your other pocket. You never did that. No, 
Oh, I've done that with people before to cure the hiccups. You have you you get them thinking about something else, or you go, "Hey, I'll give you a dollar for I your next that. hiccup," yeah. and the anticipation kind of makes it not come. Yeah, both of those. Did work. you answer what your favorite festival is? Renaissance. Oh, well, did. that's not th- maybe that's not my favorite. Oktoberfest is a good one. Renaissance festival. Um, I like beer festivals. Yeah. What is your favorite festival? How do you like to celebrate with other people? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? That's yeah. what a festival is. Essentially. And if you hit me with any like kind of like EDM garbage, then you're straight out of here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Coachella? We're working with a bunch of college kids and the time off Is that request. all it's going to be? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's all Burning Man and Coachella? No. No. None of my kids are going to Burning Man. No. No. Oh. No. But anyway. I don't even know. So, yes. What is your favorite festival? And I mean it when I say whether you are in a church or not. If you are in the hunt or you are plugged in and serving away, we believe that you belong.